This hour of Neil Sperry's Texas Gardening is presented by Baylor Scott and White Health. Neil and everyone here would like to thank all the good folks on the front line, the ones we see and the ones we don't see. We appreciate your hard work, keeping us healthy and hopeful in these tough times. And now here's Neil. All right, Stevie, thank you very much, and thank you to Baylor Scott and White. We appreciate them very, very much. They've been loyal friends and advertisers and supporters, sponsors uh, for 17 years. Long time. Thank you. Uh, We have our SPCA of Texas Pet of the Week, and then we'll go to Kathy and Keller, so stay with us there. Today's SPCA of Texas dog is Heaven. As the name suggests, this pup's foster describes her as a little angel. She is a large mixed-breed dog at 46 pounds, that's not large, who came to the SPCA of Texas from an animal cruelty case. Heaven spent the first part of her life in fear. It has taken a bit for her to come to out of her shell. She is still a little timid at first meeting, but she has learned to love and snuggle, be a bit silly at times, and enjoy the company of people again. She is well-behaved when left home alone, generally taking naps or looking out the window. She still gets a little skittish and unexpected noises, but can calm down quickly if she knows her human is close. Fortunately, Heaven seems to do just fine around other dogs, so she might be a great candidate for a second furry friend in the home. Just like all pets at the SPCA of Texas, Heaven has been spayed, microchipped, She's had all of her age-appropriate vaccines, and she's currently housed in foster care, so it will require an appointment to set up a time to meet her. The Jan Reese Jones Animal Care Center is currently closed to the public because of a canine distemper outbreak, but having been in foster care, Heaven has not been at the facility at all during the time in question. They invite you to browse their available animals at spca.org slash findapet and visit spca.org slash dogadopt to inquire about a dog or spca.org slash catadopt to inquire about a cat. This is Heaven, and she is in foster care, and uh, all the information about how you can make contact to arrange an appointment will be on the website. And that is spca.org slash findapet. You're looking for heaven, aren't we all? spca.org slash dogadopt. And her name is Heaven. So I hope we can get her a, a home. And I hope you will adopt a stray. And uh, I'm an adopted person. I'll just leave it at that. That's, that's enough. So let's adopt this wonderful little dog and find her a home. That uh, is sponsored by Arborological Services, the experts your trees deserve. They've been serving the Metroplex with the finest in tree care for 41 years. They're in their 42nd year now. And I have the utmost respect and admiration for these great people. They have 12 International Society of Arboriculture Certified Arborists. That is a licensure that uh, ensures that their people know trees. They have uh, studied. They've passed the test. They know trees. They know how to care for trees. They know how to water and fertilize trees. They know the, the insect and disease problems that trees are likely to encounter. They know how to deal with the roots of trees. Uh, this is not just a casual study over a weekend and take the test kind of a a licensure. These are professional people dealing with trees. Their people, those uh, ISA certified arborists, are college degreed plant pathologists, horticulturists, and foresters. These are pros. Three of their people have been selected as foresters of the year uh, for Arborists of the Year for the State of Texas, Arborists of the Year for the State of Texas. One person in Texas each year is selected that. And uh, this began back in the early 2000s, like 2002 or so. And in those 20 or 22 times that that award has been given, they have three of them for the whole state. They have a 13-time Texas State tree climbing champion on their uh, staff, and they also, in the 35 times that that contest has been held, they have won 26 of them. These are the best. I, I just I recite that, and I need to tell you what they can do. They do routine management of trees, fertilizing, pruning, cabling, and bracing, 
insect and disease control, but they also do uh, heroic things like lightning arrest and the the, uh, very uh, extensive cabling and bracing. They can testify in court cases. They do it all. Contact information, Arborological Services, arborological.com, 866-552-7267. They are strictly local. They have a toll-free number to make it easier for you, 866-552-7267. On Facebook, Arborological Services, Inc., Twitter, at the Tree Experts, arborological.com, Arborological Services. Maintaining a garden isn't easy, but it's nothing compared to what healthcare workers are facing. We join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying thank you to the front line. Thank you for working hard every day and for going all in to protect all of us. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, we go to Kathy and Keller, who's been waiting very patiently. Kathy, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you for taking my call. Uh, we've been in Texas for about two and a half years, and um, our bushes in the back bloomed beautifully, our crepe myrtles. Um, but right now, the three of them, they're very tall, and I took off one of the buds to see what it looked like, and it looked like they, they started to form, and they just stopped. Um, they're not blooming at all, and we were concerned right. about that. There are tiny ants crawling all over the bark. Um, there are some of those white spots like the mealybugs, but not that many. Um, all right. I have a couple of questions back for you. First of all, those uh, white spots that you're referring to are crepe myrtle bark scale. And scale. Um, the uh, answer there, because the scale gives off a sticky honeydew residue, oh. and, and they feed on that. The next thing that you will have will be uh, the black sooty mold that will get on the trunk if you're not careful. Uh, if you don't have much of the bark scale, you probably won't have a lot of the sooty mold. Um, the uh, you may have may have heard me talking about the importance of putting out systemic insecticide the middle of May uh, to prevent the, uh, the the scale insects. All of this is at the website crepemyrtletrails.org. C R A P E crepemyrtletrails.org. And you go to basic care, and, and it's there under pest control. I wrote most of that website for our Crate Myrtle Trails and McKinney Foundation. Okay. And so uh, so I, I know what's in that website because I, I put most of it there. Um, as far as uh, the, uh, the not blooming, I have a couple of questions. Uh, first of all, uh, and, and the answer may be no, hope it is, did you top these trees this, uh, this past winter? No, we've not touched them because I've listened to you long enough. <laughs> a girl. All right. Thank you. And then I have another uh, really odd question. It's going to be sound like it's from left field based on uh, having answered a similar question uh, many times in the past. Have you been out of town at all uh, this uh, summer for uh, five or ten days? No. All right. Uh, often what happens uh, when people uh, feel that uh, their plant hasn't bloomed and they, they say the buds have just stalled and are not opening, uh, what they're actually seeing is the, uh, is the fruit, the, the, the seed. Um, the, the seed, the fruit that forms after the plant blooms looks very much mm-hmm. like the buds. And uh, so they've, they've just missed the bloom because it was up so high or because they were out of town and came home and, and the plant looks the same as it did 10 days ago. The, the blooms have all come and gone. And well, when uh, they're so, in full bloom, there is stuff all over the patio. You know, there, the right, flowers I, drop, the gotcha. petals drop. We didn't have any of that. All right. And, uh, <laughs> well, obviously, you didn't plant these, or they wouldn't be that tall in two and a half no, years. They, yeah, they're in so, an easement. They're in an easement that doesn't really get that much water. Um, all right. And that's going to that's, that's going to be a big negative for them, and they they probably won't bloom as well this year. Um, oh. This is a, a really good year for crepe myrtles by and large in areas yeah. where there's been a lot of rain. Uh, our crepe myrtle trails of McKinney on El Dorado Parkway uh, has started out really well. However, the the rain stopped about three or four weeks ago, and the later blooming varieties are not not popping like the first ones did. Uh, the early ones uh, were were just beautiful, and the later ones now are not quite as not not quite as productive. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so irrigation makes a huge difference in, in how well, or irrigation or rainfall makes a huge difference okay. in how well they will bloom. Uh, nitrogen makes a huge difference in how well they will bloom. Um, depending on the variety you have, uh, the last two years cold will also make a big difference in uh, mm-hmm. how well they will bloom, how vigorous the plants are. Some of the, the tender varieties like Tuscarora and Muscogee uh, have not bloomed as um, as as uh, actively as you would expect them to. And Natchez even. Natchez has bloomed, but the heads haven't been as big and billowy as usual because mm-hmm. of the cold damage the last two winters, especially a year and a half ago. So I, I don't know. It's hard to prove the negative of why it's not blooming. Uh, as well as you expect, but somewhere in there, I think I've hit it. I just don't know. I don't know when I hit it. Well, the bark on two of the bushes are very smooth, and the other one um, is peeling some of the bark, and that's just a, a natural thing that it does, right? Absolutely, that's all normal. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, like yeah. I say, I, it's like setting a clock blindfolded. I know I hit it. I just don't know when I hit it. Right, right. Well, we'll take some of your advice and hopefully yeah, next take, year. Take the, take the right advice and ignore the rest, but I don't know which <laughs> is right. <laughs> right. Uh, what I would suggest is look at the uh, website. If they're crowded, uh, that that does not work to their benefit. Uh, the, the fact that it has been a hot, dry time, uh, that does not work to their benefit. The fact mm. that they may not be growing, they bloom on new growth. And that mm-hmm. really doesn't work to their benefit. Look at them closely, and if you see any dead wood in them that would indicate freeze damage from, from a year and a half ago or from this past winter's ice storm, that would mm-hmm. very much work against them blooming as well. So those are things you can look at. Okay, they're they're probably about eight feet apart, but they're huge. They're spread out. and Eight feet uh, is not nearly far enough apart if you have a uh, one of the... the tall varieties, the, the ones that will grow to 20 or 25 feet tall, they need to be 15 to 20 feet apart or more. Oh. Hmm. Well, they've just been here for probably 30 years, so. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I'm not, not certainly not blaming you. You were innocent on that one. But anyway, right. that's the best I can do. It's in there somewhere. Good luck Thank with them. So All much. right. Thanks for the call. You bet. All right, Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening. In the uh, in the crepe myrtle section of my book, I have that chart that uh, you can also buy from us for $10 from my office. We've had it a good while of all the known varieties of crepe myrtles, and it's in my book. We, I just My wife uh, just read it to me, and I transcribed it right into the book of all the known varieties, the ones that we rank the highest, how far apart you plant them, what colors they come in, the ones that we feel are the best, et cetera, et cetera. And that's kind of where I was going with how far apart they need to be planted and some of the other issues. This book has uh, 344 pages, 840 photographs. Chapter 1 is the basics of gardening in Texas. Chapter 2, many people have told me that chapter alone, Neil, pays for this book. And it's, uh, it's a calendar. It's a perpetual calendar. It doesn't uh, have a grid that you mark appointments on. It's not that kind of calendar. It just tells you in June, here are your responsibilities in June, early June, late June, then July. And it tells you what needs to be planted and pruned and fertilized and sprayed in that month. For example, in late June, it's going to tell you that you put your tomato transplants out. And then when you turn the page to July, it'll tell you in very early July, you get your tomato transplants put out in, in most of Texas, except the Rio Grande Valley. So that's, that's, uh, that's an example. 48 pages of that kind of information, planted, pruned, fertilized, and sprayed. Chapters 3 through 11 are incredibly detailed uh, chapters. Uh, including lots of photos on trees, shrubs, vines, ground covers, annuals, perennials, lawns, fruit, and vegetables. Those chapters, a lot of them end with long uh, charts of the best trees, the best shrubs, the best vines and ground covers, annuals and perennials, really detailed charts. So that's what the book is. Your satisfaction with the book, completely guaranteed, or I'll refund every penny. I have not been asked to refund one penny on the book. 
in the 75,000 copies that I have sold. I decided to self-publish it so I could have Carolyn Scott as my editor and Cindy Smith as my graphic designer. They're great ladies. I've worked with them on many projects, and I wanted them specifically. And I wanted to be able to sign every copy so it would not be going into stores or on Amazon. That wouldn't be possible. So it's in my garage waiting for me to sign for you and put it in the mail uh, Tuesday of this week. I'll sign tonight and tomorrow, and then we'll put them in the mail Tuesday. Simple as all that. It's only $32.95 for a hardback printed in Texas on high-quality paper. That's what a good deal is. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening. Two ways you can buy it. You can buy from my website, neilsperry.com, or you can call my office Monday through Friday, business hours, 800-752-GROW. G-R-O-W. That's 800-752-4769. The better way, neilsperry.com. Severe storms in Texas pop up quickly with wind and hail that can damage your roof. Call Wortham Brothers Roofing at 972-562-5788. Schedule your free roof inspection or visit wbroofing.com. They've been in business more than 28 years. Wortham Brothers Roofing provides the highest quality workmanship materials and service. That's Wortham Brothers Roofing. 972-562-5788. WBRoofing.com. Hello, friends. This is Tommy Brummett, pastor of First United Methodist Church in downtown McKinney, inviting you to join us for worship. You can join us in person in McKinney and in Melissa, Join us online. Find out all options at sharingtheheart.org. First United Methodist Church, where the love of God is proclaimed and everyone is welcome. Thank you, Tommy, very, very much. And uh, we welcome you to our church if you're so able to attend. If you would like to see a live stream, it's at 10.05 today at sharingtheheart.org. And I'll tell you, Pastor Patty Froelich, who has been at the church for 17 years, today is her last day. She's retiring. And bless her heart, she is preaching all four services. Tommy is stepping out of the pulpit long enough to let Patty have all four services. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my That's probably what Patty will be saying at, at noon today. Oh, my goodness. Stop by your local Ace Hardware Store. Ace is the place with great people. Ace is the place with great products. Ace is the place where you can get help because Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. And if you stop by your locally owned North Texas Ace retailer now, you can get a great deal on Ace 50-foot all-season garden hose. Regular price is $19.99. Save an extra $5 with your Ace Rewards card and pay only $14.99, a limit of two hoses. Now, if you don't have an Ace Rewards card, you say, yeah, I probably have tons of paperwork to fill out. No, it's it's done in about 10 seconds. No big problem. And uh, you just use your, your phone and... Uh, and and next time you go in, uh, you can do it on the first purchase. And next time you go in, you just uh, take out your phone, and, and there it is. It's waiting on you. Need a garden hose that stays flexible no matter what the thermometer reads? Designed to stay flexible year-round in all temperatures, even the winter? It's uh, This is the one. This all-season hose is medium-duty garden hose, perfect for everyday watering tasks. Watering the garden, watering the lawn, general cleanup, you bet has a 5 eighths inch inside diameter and a strong 300 pounds per square inch burst strength. This water hose delivers just the right amount of water at the right speed for all of your outdoor needs. Hose armor prevents kinking at the water source. That's Ace Hardware. That's where you'll find it. Ace stores are parts of our neighborhood staffed by people you already know. Ace is the place with those helpful hardware folks. Gardeners are all about keeping plants healthy and protected, and the same should go for our loved ones. Together with Baylor Scott and White Health and the hardworking healthcare front line, we urge you to get the shot, mask up, and stay safe. And remind your family and friends to do the same. And now, back to Neil. All right, Snoopy, thank you, sir. Let's go to uh, Melinda. Let's see, Melinda is in the colony. How can I help you today? Well, Neil, I have a dilemma here. I am. I have a rosacearin in my front yard that I've had out there for three years now, and it's 
it's been beautiful. So I, I went to a local nursery, and um, I picked up another one, not the same one. I think I bought the peppermint smoothie and uh, brought it home, watered it, because uh, it needed to be watered. The, the leaves were kind of like uh, not wilting, but they were laying down. So I went ahead and watered it, and then the next day I noticed the leaves were curling. And so... I was like, what's going on? And then by the afternoon, the leaves were yellowing. And then the next day, they were very yellow. So I, I went back to the nursery. They said I was overwatering. And I'm like, I know how to, I mean, this was before I even took it out of the pot. So do you have any advice? I, I'll tell you what I've done. I've bought four of them, hoping I could correct this. And I haven't tossed any of them because all of them still have butts, and it's still green when I scratch the bark. So can you help me here? I'll try. Um, so the yellowing and wilting started almost immediately when you got them home? They, it did. All right. And tell me, describe to me what kind of conditions they were in at the, at the nursery. Well, I mean, they looked good. No, I, I'm sorry. Let me rephrase my question. Not condition the plants were in. What kind of growing conditions were they in? What was overhead? Shade cloth. All right. And you put them out in full sun? Yes. I, I think I have asked all I need to ask. I think that's where I'll leave it. Uh, they okay. were not acclimated to the conditions. It's a full sun plant, but they just, it was too abrupt a change. Uh, they probably will come back and uh, put out new leaves, but that was just too abrupt a, a change for them. Um, I I don't know what how to advise you. Let me. Uh, the plants looked fine when you bought them, correct? Yes. And three days later, they didn't look fine. They wilted and and went downhill. And you did not let them get too dry uh, between the time you bought them and the time you planted them. Well, I mean, like I said, I bought them, I watered them, I watered them in the afternoon because I don't work anymore. And so I, I came out, I came outside to water my plants and I noticed those were wilting. And so I was like, I don't know about this. This was like one, two o'clock in the afternoon. And so um, I went ahead and watered them. And then were they then, in the sun where they were sitting at, at your home at that point? Yes. All right, it's possible that they went, what it's called the permanent wilting point, where a plant gets too dry and cannot rebound, and they will they will drop their leaves at that point. It's like a poinsettia that wilts badly, and we water, and it perks up, and then about three days later, we find a bunch of leaves on the floor. Uh, that's that's called the permanent wilting point, and that may, may have happened. I don't know. I can't see them. I don't know. Uh, but... This one, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to tell you exactly how I read it from what I'm hearing. Uh, this is one where uh, probably most nurseries would say, well, we'll take it back, and they'll say in the back room over the lunch table, uh, that one wasn't our fault. She just didn't water when she got home. That's our guess, but our guarantee is our guarantee. And And you could also say, you know, I think maybe I didn't water these the way I should have right away which may be the case or if you say you know those were moist when i got home and they shouldn't have dried out that fast i watered them the minute i saw that they were wilted they shouldn't have dried out that quickly they should have been better acclimated to the sunshine if you if you truly feel that and and think that they were not ready to be planted out in the yard in a in in the conditions that they needed to be planted in then i think you could with all right say to them these plants weren't ready they weren't ready to be planted outside but if on the other hand you feel that you let them get too dry that that one time which i have done i've done more than once i've done more than twice um i don't go back and ask the nurseryman to pay they they work awfully hard for their money um i could i can go either way i don't have an answer for you but i think it probably happened in that time i've, I've got to hit a newscast here in a couple of seconds okay. so Okay. But that's that's kind of where this is. It's not an insect or disease problem, and they'll probably bounce back. I wouldn't throw them away. I'd just sit tight and see what happens. Or if you feel that it's on their 
uh, ticket than take them back and just explain what happened. And you think they weren't acclimated. I've got to hit this newscast, but that's that's what I have to offer. 100 years serving DFW. Trending now. Trending now. On WBAP and WBAP.com. Several houses under construction have burned to the ground in McKinney. I'm Dennis Martin. From the Audi Dallas WBAP 24-7 News Desk. Chevrolet.com, WBAP first traffic and weather on the ones. Large repaving project is closing various lanes of Preston Road at various times, both directions, between 635 and McCallum Boulevard. Constructions also closed number one lanes of north and southbound Highway 67 between Hampton Road and Loop 12 Ledbetter. With WBAP's first traffic on the ones, I'm Dennis Martin. Now the WBAP forecast. Today is going to be sunny and hot. Isolated storms are possible this afternoon. High temperature 101. Monday, partly sunny, noticeably cooler. 91 will be the high, and there's a chance for some spotty storms or two in the afternoon on Monday. Right now, we're looking at 88 degrees in Dallas, 87 in Fort Worth. Seven homes under construction at a new housing development in McKinney were destroyed or badly damaged by fire Saturday evening. No one was injured, but the McKinney Fire Department says several of the not-yet-completed homes were completely destroyed. The rest badly damaged. Cause of the fire is under investigation. Protesters gathered in the streets of American cities Saturday for the second day, objecting to the Supreme Court overturning of Roe v. Wade, the decision that legalized abortions. Hundreds gathered in downtown Dallas. In this country, it's never about the lives of the people. It is about power, and it is about control. Ralliers urged protesters to fight back by voting in November's midterm elections. I'm Dennis Martin. Our next news update will be at 10 o'clock. Check back several times throughout your day, and keep connected to News Talk 820 WBAP. 99.5 FMHD2 and WBAP.com. All right, thank you very much, Dennis. And let me see where we are right now. I need to tell you about the uh, great people at Sunburst Shutters. Get my life in order here. If you're thinking about uh, upgrading your window treatments, this is a place to start. You may say, you know, I don't need to go any farther. I'm going to take Neil's word at it, and these people are just the greatest it gets. And uh, I think you'll be very, very well served by it and very satisfied with the product. These are beautiful shutters. Uh, If you're not familiar with the term plantation-style shutters, these are the shutters with the very large louvers, louvers that are 2.5, 3.5, or 4.5-inch in size. Very big shutters, and the advantage of that is when you open the shutters, then you don't have very many lines. You just have a nice, clear view out to your swimming pool, your patio, your backyard, your golf course, whatever it is, whatever it is. Not many folks live on golf courses. We certainly don't. But we love our sunburst shutters. We can look out into the trees, and that's just really enchanting and inspiring. They are made of poly wood, P-O-L-Y. That's a man-made material that doesn't crack or warp or split or peel. They're color fast, white or off-white, all the way through, so nothing fades or any nothing bad happens to these shutters. They are custom made to each window in your home. Uh, the windows may all be the same size from the factory, but when the tape and bed work is done around them, uh, that's done individually. It's done by hand, and that means that the windows are not the same size any longer. But the sunburst shutters are made to match up with the windows. That's the cool part of all of this, and you're going to end up with a product that you love. So give them a call. Let them come out and bring samples. Put them up in your window. Hold them up in your window to show you how really spectacular they can look. And as good as that is, wait till you see the finished product in your windows. You will say, oh, Neil, thank you for this referral. That's what you're going to say. I want to hear it. I'll bet you will. They're also available in Houston and Waco, San Antonio and Austin. Hollywood Shutters by Sunburst Shutters. See them online at sunburstshutters.com and then call them at 214-343-2601. 
That's 214-343-2601, sunburstshutters.com. With so much happening, you never want to miss a moment. These days, you don't have to. On air, online, and always on your smart device. News Talk 820 WBAP. WBAP.com. This hour is sponsored by the fine people at Baylor Scott & White. Baylor Scott & White Health. They have done so much for so many for so long. You know the name Baylor, and then when Scott & White joined forces, oh my goodness, they covered half of the state of Texas or more. And they're really great. So thank you to Baylor Scott & White Health. We need to say that, and we need to say it with great conviction. And uh, we need to say it out loud. So when you see a frontline worker at Baylor Scott & White, uh, take your take your mask with you when you go in and be sure to tap him on the shoulder and say thank you. Thank you for being there the last 28 months. Thank you for never giving in. Thank you for never settling for good enough. Do you have any idea what had to be done? Do you know about the reverse ventilation systems that had to be installed in their hospitals and in many of their professional buildings? Do you know about how they had to convert many of their waiting rooms in the hospitals uh, to, uh, to, to actual hospital rooms? Do you know all that they had to go through? I kind of am a little behind the scenes because my wife serves on the board of Baylor Scott and White McKinney, and she has, for all 10 years, that hospital has been in existence, and even before that, three or four years in the planning stage. And so we really know and appreciate Baylor Scott and White Health, and I'll bet you do too. So... Join me one more time in saying to Baylor's Cotton White Health, thank you. You don't just want your garden to grow. You want it to flourish, much like our hopes for living in a world without COVID. Let's join Baylor Scott and White Health in saying a big old thank you to the front line. They're doing what it takes to keep hope flourishing, and we need that now more than ever. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stuby, thank you very much. Uh, let me also mention to you, I hope you'll sign up for my electronic newsletter, eGardens. I just uh, kind of pitched that ad out the window because we ran out of time with the newscast, but I want to mention it to you. eGardens is free and always will be. You can see it. Uh, we leave a, an archived example, the most recent example, up on my website. You don't want to count on remembering to go there, however. Uh, but you can go now and take a look at it at neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com, then click on eGardens. That's where you sign up for it and join the other 80,000 gardeners who get it each week on Thursdays. And uh, uh, you can also uh, look at it and see what it looks like. This latest issue of eGardens is there for you. Neil Spray's eGardens, free and always will be. I'll never give or sell your email address to anybody, and I'm certainly not going to spam you. So I look forward to having you as one of our readers. All right, we go back to the folks now. Call it's 800-288-WBAP, 800-288-9227. Haven't given the phone number in most of an hour, I think. Let's go to Justin in Keller. Justin, this is Neil. Good morning. Hi, how you doing? I'm well, thank you, sir. How can I help you? I got kind of a uh, odd fig question for you. So I have some uh, Chicago Hardy figs and some uh, Celeste, you know, figs. Um, leaves are turning yellow and then dying off. Uh, not all of them, just some on some of the plants. So I'm trying to see if it's a watering thing or a nutrient thing, uh, what's going on there. Okay. Uh, where are these uh, uh, Where are these leaves in in position on the uh, on the trunks of the of the plant? Uh, toward the lower end. Yeah, that the plant has gotten too dry. Uh, that's what oh. happens when uh, when a when a plant gets too dry. It's kind of like that poinsettia comment I made uh, last uh, in the last hour or so. Uh, when you have a plant that gets too dry, it's going to shed its bottom leaves first. The the important things happen in the new growth. That's where sugars are made because that's where the sun hits the leaves, et cetera, et cetera. So when the older leaves are shedding, it's just the plant shedding its responsibilities because it can't get enough water. Okay. 
I got you. Figs, All right, figs use a great deal of water. Uh, she, I don't know Chicago Hardy Fig. I, I in the newscast. That's why I was a little uh, behind the eight ball when I when Dennis handed me back the uh, the microphone uh, from the newscast. I was looking up Chicago Hardy. Does it have a closed eye? Do you know? Do you know yes. what that means? Yeah. That- yeah, it does. I, I got fruit from it, um, you know, pretty quickly after I bought it as just a bare root. Uh, so, yeah, I ate them last year. Yeah, definitely closed eye. Good. That's good. Well, that's good. I was not familiar with that variety, so good deal. Justin, appreciate your call. Thank you, sir. All right, thanks. Bye. For folks who are not aware of the uh, the term closed eye, at the far end of the fruit, uh, figs are built inside out. They're just strange uh, fruit, strange flowers. And... Um, most of the highest quality figs that you buy in the grocery store, the, the names that you recognize, um, are open-eyed. The, the far end of the flower, uh, the far end of the fruit is open. Insects can get in there. And an insect called the dried fruit beetle uh, will get into the fruit and bring in a fungus with it that will cause the fruit to sour, to 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 rot and it's not edible at that point and so when we start planting fig varieties in texas where the dried fruit beetle is uh, fairly common we want to plant varieties that have closed eyes that far end is not open enough that they can get in and that's why celeste and texas everbearing and alma and some of these are talked about celeste being the most winter hardy here Uh, chicago hardy sounded like uh, doubt if it's hardy in chicago it's a great great dream but um, anyway it apparently has the closed eye according to what he has experienced let's go to sandra in uh, fort in fort worth sandra this is neil good morning thank you for taking my call sure i have Gilgalina. i had a wonderful shaded backyard neighbors moved in and they cut down all the trees and bushes on their side of the side fence along my house the north side and mm-hmm. all the trees across the back fence, back, their back fence, which uh, exposed the alley. Then this winter, I had a huge live oak split, and half went in their wow. yard, and I had to have um, the remainder cut down. Sure. Um, they replaced, they, what, what they did is, is beyond my fence, they built an eight-foot-plus, Hard metal, then solid metal, painted white. And I'm concerned about the heat from it. What what can I plant? And then along their along the alley, they built a uh, uh, same kind of metal fence that is shiny white, and it's it's got to be two. It it may be a yard higher. It's just under the wires than the uh, than the eight foot fence. And that's a horrible glare into my yard. My jasmine yard is being burnt up. It no longer has any shade. And what can I plant along that fence to start building up some shade? I'm 75. I can't afford to move. <laughs> um, what can? What are my options? And it's, okay. And it's also, on my side, the metal support bars, there are three of them. And they put them on backwards, and they didn't paint them, so they are rusty. And they have, and they will always collect rust. So I am going to have rust draining down that fence too. Oh my heavens! Yeah. Um, you said that the I, I don't want to get into finite detail of things, but you said they have a, the 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 shiny fence is metal, and it's touching yeah. wire or into the wires. It's it's the the one along the the alley is is close to the wires electric wires yeah yeah it's that tall i think i would be alerting the power company that they might have a problem there because that could be a real hazard i I alerted code i did that Yeah, that's good so now yeah that's a i will will call that's a separate issue they may have to take part of that down as far as planting something um uh, it's hard to know how to recommend things to you without seeing the lay of the land. And and uh, what I would suggest that you do 
is uh, take some. I'll try to help you, but I would I would suggest taking photos into a, a good nursery uh, this time of year. Call and and ask if they have a landscape designer who works at that nursery, and what time of week would be good to come in uh, with some photographs so you could sit down with them at a time that they're not covered up with business. Um, okay. This is a time that is very slack for nursery I mean, it people. Could be, it could be end of fall, probably. I would imagine that with the way everything is The busiest times are spring and fall. This is yeah. the time to go now okay. and ask right. for their help in, in uh, maybe doing some kind of a simple uh, trellis or something that can get you some height quickly with some vines that would, would screen away what is there. Uh, yeah, obviously, more- planting some... Yeah. Obviously, planting some nice tall shrubs or something that would be evergreen barricades, visual yeah. barricades, would be ideal if you have time for that. And if, unless unless you have a budget that would allow you to buy larger plants and do it right away, but well, I don't the, really. the yeah, and and so the the trellis with vines on it would be a nice way to get it done more quickly. But I can't. I can't okay. predict where they would need to be without seeing it. So I would I would suggest, I don't know, where are you in Fort Worth? Uh, I live off of Trail Lake and 20. All right. Well, the, the folks at Callaway's do have design specialists, and they would be happy to work with you. And uh, Archie's is a, a very, yeah. it's a fourth-generation yeah, family before. business. Yeah. And that they are very nice people. They would be happy to help you. A, a, a good full-service nursery would be happy to help okay. you. Okay. But, but go in during the week. Yeah, hear me. Go in during the week when they're not busy. Call ahead and ask if they have somebody and explain to them what you're going to need and, and uh, tell them that you're, you're willing to buy the plants from them uh, and, and you just need 15 or 30 minutes of advice and time and offer to pay for that. They're professionals trying to make a living, and, and it's not always easy in the nursery business. But that's what I would recommend to you. And then I would make sure that, that the code follows through on, on the metal next to because a child yeah. could get close to that. That could be very dangerous. That's okay. I think, Sandra, that's probably the best advice I can give you. Uh, there are some trees that you could plant that would give you shade relatively quickly. Some of the, some of the oaks grow faster than we think they will. Uh, Schumard Red Oak would give you some shade pretty quickly and, and uh, would be a beautiful addition on your side, and they can, couldn't do anything about that you know, if you brought it into your yard little ways. But, again, the landscape designer can, can come up with those ideas for you. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. You, you are the, welcome. For the power yeah, good luck great. with it. That's too bad. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you. All right. I think we ended up talking about the same time over each other. So uh, Marlena and McKinney, you'll be uh, coming up next. So uh, stay with me, if you will, please. And let me get my last break out of the way here. Neil Spray's Lone Star Gardening is my book, and uh, it's um, available to you, but not in stores and not in uh, not on Amazon. It's where people would normally think to go to buy books, uh, and and so uh, and all. All of my books heretofore have been there. I just hope you don't go there and buy one of my books now, because if you do, you're getting a book that's at least 31 years old. Uh, This book I have uh, purposely not put there because I wanted to be able to sign all of these books and, uh, and then send them directly to you, which is what I do. The books are in my garage. My signing table is there in my garage. Zeus the dog is there alongside me when I sign. And uh, we have a good time together, and so I would, I would. It's air conditioned, it's uh, climate controlled, and so it works out quite well. Uh, and I'd love to sign a book for you, uh, 344 pages. It was going to be a little handbook, and that kind of went by the boards after I kept adding 16-page uh, 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 sections and and more photos. 344 pages and 840 of my photographs it has a huge amount of text i i worked for a year writing this book it is the book i always wanted to have in the first place now i have it and i can say to you this represents the best work of my career neil spray's lone star gardening covers all outdoor gardening topics from lawns and landscapes to fruit 
flower, and vegetable gardening for every county in the state of Texas. If you want to give it as a gift to somebody in another county in Texas, not a problem. If you want to buy for yourself, not a problem. If you're new to Texas, not a problem. If you're a veteran gardener in Texas, not a problem. If you buy it and you say, eh, it wasn't what I expected, not a problem. I'll buy it back from you. 75,000 copies I have uh, signed and, and mailed, and not one has been uh, uh, sent back. Not one request for a refund. So that's pretty good odds, and I'd love to have a chance to send one to you. So here are the ways you can buy it. It's not in stores, not on Amazon, but it is on my website, and it is available at my office. If you call my office, business hours, Monday through Friday, 800-752-GROW. That's 800-752-4769. You can buy it that way, or the other way is to buy it from my website, and that is neilsperry.com, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y.com. You'll notice that the book is still just $32.95. I've left that incredibly low sale price on. Other people are raising prices with the inflation deal going on. I have lowered the price. I'm trying to help folks. Neil Sperry's Lone Star Gardening, a hardback with all that information for $32.95. And it's at Neil Sperry, N-E-I-L-S-P-E-R-R-Y dot com. This is Neil Sperry for Advanced Foundation Repair. I hope you never need their services, but if you do, you will be so glad they're available. Their estimates are absolutely free. Their work is guaranteed for the lifetime of the house. Give them a call for that free home inspection. 214-333-0003. They are the best. I know from firsthand experience. That's Advanced Foundation Repair. 214-333-0003. Thank you, sir. At, Mar at Mueller, they believe in value. Their Value Plus buildings are pre-engineered. They feature an easy-to-assemble, bolt-together design. Mueller's durable roofing panels are hail-resistant, and they come backed by a 30-year limited paint warranty. But true value never stops at a quality product at a reasonable price. It shows in the service you receive during your purchase and in how a company stands behind their product after the sale. Mueller understands that buying a steel building or a metal roof for your home can be a lifetime decision, and Mueller will provide assurance before, during, and for decades after your purchase. At Mueller, you simply get more. You get more for your money, you get more confidence in their company, and that gives you more value. Call them today, 877-2-MUELLER, 877 Two six eight three five five three. That's eight seven seven two six eight three five five three. Or visit them online at MuellerInc.com. M U E L L E R I N C dot com. Mueller means more. Mueller means value. Gardening advice is only helpful when people actually hear it. And the same goes for telling folks about all the things our healthcare workers are doing to protect us from COVID. So share the word on social media. Remind your friends and family to say thank you to the front line. And now, back to Neil. All right, Stubie, thank you very much. Let's go back to the phone lines. We go to Marlena in McKinney. Marlena, this is Neil. Good morning. Good morning, Neil. So I was the one that had the black mulch and the landscape fabric on my patio, and I did plant my plants, and oh my God, they were doing great. I've had cucumber, patty pan squash, but my question is, my tomato plants were in a whiskey barrel, and they were huge. They were like four feet tall, and um, so they overgrew the planter and was hanging out the sides, you know, going toward the ground, and so... I tried to tie them up and separate them a little bit, and I don't know if that did it or the heat did it, and I watered every day, too. And, and now there's dead leaves on them. Uh, the tomatoes aren't as big, and the plant looks like it's half dead. So what did I do wrong? And also my herbs wilted and died. Okay. Um, with tomatoes, what variety of tomato did you have? 
I had container a variety. I planted a patio tomato, a cherry tomato, and um, oh, uh, the little yellow pear-shaped tomatoes. Right. I don't remember. Those what are those are good varieties. They should produce for you. Uh, when did you plant them? What what week? What month? I think it was back in March. I planted them as soon as the vegetable plants came to the nursery. Okay, and, that's um, fine. They, uh, mm-hmm. Generally. And and so one went into the half whiskey barrel, one plant. You didn't all put all of them in them. one. All I, three I of did them. Because, yeah, I didn't know that they were going to get so huge. Yeah, well, the yellow pear is a huge variety. It'll get uh, it'll it, it would be too big for a for a half whiskey barrel by itself. Um, mm. The the other two would as well. Patio is not as large a variety. It would be okay by itself in a half whiskey barrel. That's a big part of your problem is it's overcrowded. Uh, so they ran mm-hmm. out of potting soil, ran out of nutrients. Uh, they need to be in cages to keep them up so that you can uh, control any spraying that you need to do for insect and disease problems. I don't know when the, the leaves started turning brown, but early in, in the growing season, in, in late May, that would be early blight, very likely. And uh, then in June, okay. it, it uh, transfers over to being uh, spider mites. Symptoms are somewhat uh-huh. different between the two, but those are the two common problems that we'll see on tomatoes. Uh, as I've been okay. saying to people this morning, uh, tomatoes are pretty well finished for this year. You harvest what you have left, and then... Uh, hopefully you're going to get uh, fall tomato plants set out uh, in the next uh, in the next 10 days or so this is the time to plant the fall tomato crop uh, so that they're ready by uh, you get a good production before the first freeze uh, so i wouldn't i wouldn't anguish too much over what you can do or should do on these plants uh, the rest of this growing season they pretty much they're done for this this time for them uh, i'd get okay. uh, yeah, hopefully you can find some new plants to plant. It's going to be hard. Not many nurseries handle new plant uh, tomato transplants in the summer, but if you can find some, that's okay. what what you need to do. So, so I've been watering morning and night. Is that correct? I'm sorry, uh, I lost the air signal there for just a microsecond. You've been watering what? Morning and night for all my plants. Is that correct? Uh. I don't have any plants that I have to water twice a day. I have some very large plants in containers. Usually once a day should be adequate. If they're horribly root-bound and horribly uh, uh, out of space, maybe the tomatoes are that that crowded, then, yes, I guess that could work. Normally, you you shouldn't have to water that often. If it's 110, maybe so, but not at 100 degrees. Usually one heavy watering a day should be good. Thanks for the call very much, Marlena. All right, folks, I have enjoyed this very much. Uh, Mike Bass, nice job on on producing the program today. Mike and I will be back next week live on the 4th of July weekend. I hope you'll join us. Until then, thanks for listening, and happy gardening.